Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Eden Strader, your host. If you're new here, welcome. And if you are not new here, welcome back. Happy summer. It is summer. What? I, no, actually, we're not going to do this. We're not going to talk about how quickly time is going because I've literally pinpointed that I do this on every single podcast. And then on every single podcast, I go, wow, I do this every time. Moving on. I have had the craziest week. It has been so chaotic and crazy outside of personal life things that we will not get into, I'm going to tell you about how my girlfriend and I and our friends Pasha and Jen ended up in the history-making photo of Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy. This is going to be quick, but I just had the craziest day the other day, and I feel like you guys need to hear about it because I'm not usually someone that gets very excited about celebrities. I'm not a big celebrity person. I also just feel bad when I see them. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to bother you. You get bothered all of the time. So I'm I'm an admirer from a far oh my gosh look they're just there's they're people just like us person so the other day we were like what if we go get mozzarella sticks for dinner there is this place called wild in new york city which if you're gluten-free please go there it's all gluten-free and they have mozzarella sticks they're the best we all dream about them and so we make our way into the city often to go on a mozzarella stick run we decide to do that as a little little friend group. We go get our get our mozzarella sticks. We're thriving. And Deirdre, my partner, is like, I'm dying for Mr. Softy. And I know that the ice cream truck is definitely a Washington Square Park. So even though we're not close to that, why don't we drive over there? Because we had a car and we were like, okay, perfect. We get in the car to drive to Washington Square Park. Keep in mind, this is just a casual Monday, Tuesday, one of those days. While we're driving, suddenly Deirdre goes, that was Nick Jonas. And then we're like, no way. Like, there's no way. We just passed a casual restaurant and Nick Jonas is just eating outside. No, thank you. But we're like, okay, yeah, let's do a lap. We do a lap. Nick Jonas is going to like walk across the crosswalk behind our car as we drive past. So we identify that it's Nick Jonas and then he gets so close to our car to walk behind it. Like, it looks like he's walking up to us. And there he is. It's just, it's Nick Jonas, literally like two feet from our faces because we're in the car, which was insanity. It was like one of those moments where I was like, whoa, you never feel like a celebrity is walking towards you. And that's what happened. So that happens. And we're like, wow, that was crazy. Like, let's keep going. Let's now go to the park. Let's go get ice cream. What a crazy night. So fun. Nick Jonas mozzarella sticks ice cream. Then while we're driving to Washington Square Park to go get our ice cream, we pass Electric Lady and there's like a decent crowd, like 20 people out there. And Deirdre's like, hold on, pull over. Like if if there's people at Electric Lady, which is a studio here, which is like where Taylor Swift records, Lord records, like something's going on. So we pull over, her and Pasha run out, they go ask what's going on. And everyone's like, oh yeah, it's, it's Taylor Swift. And we're like, okay, what? So we park the car, we go wait. Basically the story is this we were there for four hours which is crazy I know but here's why every like 30 minutes a new series of like insane celebrities would walk in or out like everyone's got eyes on the door to see if Taylor Swift's coming out and I turn around and I see the bodyguards going somewhere else so I'm like let me watch him unless he's in case he's gonna like take Taylor Swift like through a back alley or something suddenly he's walking towards us and there's like this really short woman and this really tall man and I'm like who are those people they get a little closer and I'm like that's Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz and then they just walk right by me just me little old me Zoe Kravitz human perfection walking one foot for me then we had like Maggie Rogers Gracie Abrams Jack Antonoff um Suki from shoot what is the band's name I can't forget 
I can't remember. But like literally all these A-list celebrities just were like walking by us every 30 minutes in a way where it was like, well, we can't leave now because if Taylor Swift is in there, she's probably going to come out any second. She did not come out any second. She came out four hours later, but she came out with Maddie Healy and they walked right by us. And so any photos you saw of them in the Rolling Stones, you can probably see me and Deirdre's faces just looking so bamboozled and shocked and amazed in the background. It was crazy. I literally, we wrote them down and we saw like 10 celebrities within a couple hours. So that was my week. That was crazy. Um, But it was also just really cool. Like it it felt also like we kept all saying like, this feels like something that happens to other people. And you're always like, wow, this always happens to other people. Never happens to me. We've always felt, I've always been a, that would never happen to me person. And it did. I was that person who it happened to which is crazy. So this is my personal story for you all this week, which is just that, that I, I I saw it all. I was there in the flesh and now we're on the Rolling Stone, which is crazy. It's like weird to have my friends tag me in Rolling Stone and like E! News and people and be like, nice face. That's your face in this photo. And we have a photo with Taylor Swift now. She was like four feet from us. So crazy. Okay. Anyway, in other news, other things that are going on, um, I launched my new business, Amara. Um, it is a creative agency, which we have been having so much fun. And I've gotten to like really stretch my creative muscles. I almost said bones. You don't stretch those. Um, to try new things, get back into shooting. I've been shooting a lot more, which has been so fun. I also got a scanner, which you guys... 13 out of 10 recommend. It's so much fun. Like it is so much fun to scan my Polaroids and journal entries and like old film photography and flowers. Like I have been like a kid in a candy shop. So I will link my scanner for you because I've been wanting one forever. And I think I underestimated how much it was going to help my brain feel creative in ways other than my job, which I've loved. Um, I've also been getting back into stretching, taking care of myself, being more intentional, you know, all of that good stuff. Um, I also have been, you guys, it's like every time I record these episodes because I batch record them, as you know, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. And so I'm like, you guys, let me catch you up. Um, I was put on Adderall for my PTSD symptoms about like, less than a year ago. I can't remember exactly when. Um, But for those who don't know, there's a big shortage right now. And it's almost like impossible to get in New York City. And that's been really hard because I'll often have to go like a week without my Adderall. And I've noticed though that like my brain fog was still kind of rough despite that. So I've been trying to think of like natural alternatives that I can do. And I started these two things. One being these like mushroom gummy supplements. Um, Not like the drug mushrooms, but like supplement level mushrooms, but it just is like jam packed with like a bunch of different mushrooms and like that serve a bunch of different purposes in terms of like brain fog, focus, all of that good stuff. So I did that. And then I found slash was recommended by Ashley Adams on her story. She influenced me this brand called Her Power. No, it's not Her Power. Her Mixers. I think it's called Mixers. Maybe just Mixers, but it's like Her Power, Her This, Her That. And I purchased a bunch of those. And I don't know if it's the mushrooms or if it is the Her Mixer, the Mixers things. But like, I haven't taken my Adderall now in a while. Like we're going on like 10 days and yet I feel fine. My brain is clear. I feel like I can focus. So I'm really excited about that because again, for those of you who are new here or need a bit of a refresher, 
post PTSD diagnosis, my mental health has just had a really hard time. Um, We've had a really hard time locking down on the symptoms. I just started EMDR again. So I kind of expected to be more out of it. And yet I'm feeling okay. So something worth looking into. I'll link those for you guys in the show notes in case you want to try because I'm really excited about the fact that it feels like I've taken my Adderall and I didn't. Slay. What else is now? I don't know. That might be it. Really just trying to try some new things, expand, experiment, all of that good stuff. I'm leaving for Italy in a couple weeks. So I'm in the process of batching everything because it's coming up on summer, which as you guys know, slash might know, I like taking my summers off other than my coaching. Um, My one-on-one coaching is the only way to work with me one-on-one right now. Um, And those are year-round programs, so I can't like completely clock out. Um, However, during the summer, I like to just like clock out other than those calls and my Marco Polo, which is so fun. So I'm starting that soon, which means batching and just like outsourcing and letting my team handle things. And so I'm just really excited for that. I'm excited to help you guys do the same. Um, I went to dinner with a friend the other day and she told me I was like the ultimate anti-capitalist capitalist which is that like capitalism is never gonna not be a thing at least in our lifetime but I've found ways to hack it and like she just was like it's crazy that you can take off the summers like that shouldn't be possible and you do it and you help other people do it and I was like I want that to be my legacy the anti-capitalist capitalist that helps people hack capitalism so if you're wanting to do that as you know system strategy and soul teaches you all of the techniques that I use in order to do that so if you're ever wanting to learn how to automate and systemize and strategize all parts of your business that's the course I recommend if you're not looking for one-on-one help so Anyway, this was the longest intro I've probably ever recorded. It was 10 minutes, but all of that is leading up to say that I'm extremely excited for today's episode, which is all about how to break creative blocks because that is something I found myself in this week. And I was really disappointed because I've been feeling like really creatively blocked, which is a huge bummer when I just started a business that's like all about creativity and that's like my job in general. And so I was feeling like really defeated. I haven't had like a big creative block in a while and so I had to really sit down with myself because when I feel creatively blocked I also can step into scarcity mindset like crazy easy I start feeling really rushed I start feeling like the money's not going to come in whatever it may be but like I just start panicking you know that TikTok audio where he's like I'm panicking I'm gonna lose my job that's me when I have creative blocks I'm like oh no everything's going to hell And so I was getting really frustrated and was like sitting down and trying to make myself like mass produce creative things, which is like literally the opposite of what you should be doing. And so I made myself like reset and work through what I do in order to break my creative blocks. And that's what I'm excited to walk you through today. So if you're having creative blocks or know that you can have them and there's probably one coming, this one is for you because I have like a very distinct system that I do in order to block, wow, unblock, in order to unblock my creative blocks. And so number one is that I force myself to do my morning routine. Doesn't matter because again, like 
no matter what is going on, if I feel creatively blocked, I feel rushed. Like that is the first feeling that comes to mind is just like this feeling of rush. I'm running out of time. And there is no way for like rush and like scarcity to coexist with creativity. It's just not a thing. They're like literally completely incompatible. They're never going to be in the same room. And so in order for me to be creative and unblock, I have to settle into this feeling of like, there is no rush. And so rather than skipping my morning routine and being like, I need to get to work. I need to do this. I need to do this. I like make myself sit and I repeatedly tell myself there is no rush. There is no rush. We're going to operate as if there is no rush. So in my morning routine, I'm not super strict with what it has to look like, but I'm strict with a few things, which is one, I need to get the sun on my skin. Like I need to go outside. I need to connect with my body through movement, whether that is a walk for me lately, it's been stretching. Um, And I need to have like a healthy full breakfast and like stay off my phone as much as possible. That that is my morning routine. So I make myself do that. So yesterday that looked like doing stretches, eating a beautiful breakfast, petting my dog, laying with my dog. Um, I even like went to the park to reset. But it's so important to me that I just like do some deep breathing, (laughs) come back to earth and don't think about work. The next thing is that I want to reconnect with my why and like the emotions behind why I love being an artist in general. So yesterday to me that looked like going through old like film photos and old photography that I have from my family and like old photos of me and my mom. Um, My mom is such a huge source of inspiration for me both like personally and work ethic and artistically. She's a painter. She's been an art teacher all growing up. Um, She raised me as a single mom for several years. She's always been a working mom like my mom is such a badass she's such a powerhouse she is at the foundation of like everything I produce so I found like all of these film photos of me and her when I was a kid and especially from when she was like raising me alone and I just like looked through them connected with them really tried to like come back to my why on like why I want to do this why I want to be an artist why I want to be a coach and help other people be successful Um, and then I played around with them in the scanner and that's kind of my third step is like once I've connected to some emotion I want to play around creatively in a way that isn't my work so like I don't want to be doing photography or typing or designing or like working on coaching stuff I want to be creative in a way that like has nothing to do with the way that I earn money off my creativity because it's super important to me that I can just like play with no second thoughts so yesterday that looked like playing with my scanner a lot so I like scanned the old film photos um, from when I was a kid I have like a bunch of printed photography of my own that I've shot like some of my favorite fashion work so I scanned those and I you know wrote it out wrote out like little journal prompts and played on Pinterest and scanned those and like made collages but I like made myself really sit in just like the play of creativity so even if that's grabbing air dried clay or just scribbling or finger painting like whatever you need to do whatever's fun for you connect with creativity in a way that has literally nothing to do with your job and that's so important like do not let it have anything to do with your job otherwise your brain is gonna like naturally be like work so connect to it in some different way and then I didn't get and this is like the hardest part because this is where you start feeling really rushed but in these moments I will not let myself get back to work until I have like calmed my own nervous system out of feeling like rushed and anxious that I've been creatively blocked like I have to just like settle until I feel excited to go back to work again and then that's when I can go back to work again and this is kind of like my 
system for breaking my creative blocks. And like another thing is too, is like giving yourself permission to clock out when you can tell that you're starting to get frazzled or blocked or like overworked again and burnt out. Like last night um, or yesterday, I didn't start working until like 6 p.m. And I think I worked for two hours. And then I was like, I'm just going to call it. Like there's nothing literally due tomorrow. So unless there's something literally due, there's an emergency or a quote unquote must be done. I'm just going to clock out because it can wait till tomorrow. Um, Because here's the thing with creative blocks. You're not going to force yourself out of it. You have to like ease yourself and like coax your way through a creative block. You can't just like regimented work your way through it. It's not going to be a thing. So make sure that you're just like giving yourself the grace and time to reintroduce these feelings of passion and just emotions in general and play because that's how your creativity comes back to you. So those are my must do's, my must haves, if you will, when it comes to breaking your creative blocks. So implement these let me know how it goes slide into the dms tell me how you broke your creative blocks tell me what you ended up doing tag me in your stories whatever it may be but i hope this helped you guys who are struggling with creative blocks i love you guys i will see you next time as always if you are wanting to dive further into your business binge the rest of the podcast we'll link some freebies for you below and if you enjoyed this episode please 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 it would mean the absolute world for you to share it on your stories tag us share it with your friends subscribe and leave us a review means the world. It helps us get the word out about the podcast. So that's everything. I love you guys. I mean it. And I will see you next time.